Hello everyone, Matt here. Just to let you know that this week's episode is slightly different from our normal one. As we've finished the book, we've decided to do an epilogue and we have a discussion about the history and the theories surrounding Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and what led Lewis Carroll to write it. As with every week, I've split the podcast into chapters so that you can easily skip the bits that don't interest you and easily find the bits that do interest you. If you are a listener who is mostly here for the laughs and the nonsense, then I'd suggest skipping to the quiz section of the epilogue. There's also the announcement of what our new book is going to be, which will be starting from next week. So stay tuned for that. Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. My name's David Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. And this episode is a little bit of a different one. This is our epilogue episode to commemorate us finishing our very, very first book. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Let's have a cake. Yeah. And to commemorate this, we have a special guest of us this week. Hello. We have Noah from The Gaming Arc, which is a gaming channel on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. So Noah's going to be our games master today. We've got a, a an Alice's Adventures in Wonderland quiz coming later. Oh, so so that we can see which of me... Josh and David remember the most about the book. So we're going to get quizzed by Noah. And um, also, when I first announced that I was going to be doing Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, uh, Noah had a lot of insight in terms of, oh, have you heard about this theory? And how oh, have you heard about this theory? And I've read the book in Spanish and I've read the book in English. <laughs> and in the Spanish translation, it says this. And in the English translation, it says that. And I was kind of like, I don't want to do any of this research. You sound like you already know what you're doing. So I'm just going to bring you on the podcast and then I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you yeah, honestly yeah. make me sound like the most eager beaver as well. Could I just say there was a very big grin when I said, Do you want to just come on the podcast? You were very excited. (laughs) But also, you know, it wouldn't be the lazy book club if we did loads of research. It's true. It's true. true. Other people in. We're just conversing and saying, like, you know, well, Matt uh, edits and puts it together. Josh does these incredible readings. I, no word of a lie, Matt says we're going to do the recording this time. I turn up. You swan I, in. I eat the sweets. I drink the tea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You laugh at Josh yeah. and give him a really hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really difficult uh, accents and then go home and go, I'm well, said, that was nice. I'm essentially a director. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly. So you've you've said you've you've read or you've watched two translations of Alice's Adventures. Yeah. Right? So growing up, um, most of my, I mean, for context, I'm half Latina. Um, and so growing up, I had a lot of recordings of spanish versions of like classic disney films but you said there were some differences between the two translations yeah i remember you saying the very first opening of the book's quite different well yeah and so with the film one it would start off a rough translation i guess would be hello my friends have you ever heard of this wonderful place called wonderland it's this gorgeous place that you go to when you fall asleep and I'm going to tell you a story about Alice right. and her adventure in Wonderland. So it sets it off as... This is a dream. It's it's a dream. This uh, is someone's version of what happened when they fell asleep in their dream right. world. So that kind of gives away the gist of the story right at the start. Because obviously in this English version, it just says she saw a rabbit. And you kind of don't really know if she's still conscious. Is she 
yeah, asleep. Because like in the films, it, it, it's, the it's, lines are more blurred. Yeah, in the film, it's it's at the end yeah. when she's trying to escape the dream, like she's been chased yes. by the Queen and everyone, mm. and she go, she goes back to the small door. Who's like, I'm still locked. Mm. Um, and so she looks through the keyhole and she sees herself asleep under the tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's trying to wake herself up, being like, Alice, Alice, wake up, wake up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's get out. how it transitions in the film. In the um, in the audiobook, it's she gets pricked by one of the cards, like one of the soldiers. They throw like a spear at her. She gets pricked in the hand. And when she wakes up, she finds that it was a mosquito bite. And that's kind of the correlation. Uh, so she okay. wakes up because she got bitten by a mosquito. Uh, and that's how her brain interpreted that yeah. in her dream. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So there's a bit of real life invading the subconscious, which kind of happens all the way through the book anyway, with her lessons and... Yeah, exactly. Oh, suddenly all these facts that she's learnt in school seem to be really appropriate for Wonderland, but it's obviously her subconscious... And actually, there playing. is a, a theory that the the dog in the book that appeared... The puppy. Is the only animal that doesn't speak. Yeah. Um, and they say that it could be that it's actually her dog in real life coming and like trying to wake her up. And so she's like semi-conscious uh, interacting with the dog. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And then she goes back to the to the dream. Right. World. And the reason why it doesn't talk is because it's it's a natural dog. dog. Yeah. So you said there's there's a couple of theories regarding the origins yeah. of the story or what might have inspired this story. Yeah. So which which theory would you like to start with so i'll sort of start with how it kind of came about to begin with because are um, you gonna actually give us the history of the book that we've all not bothered to look at <laughs> yeah i mean oh, amazing as best as, best as <laughs> i can up. this is like a I book found. report episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> originally carol lewis his name is actually as you said mentioned charles, charles ludwig, ludwig dodgson. dodgson yeah dodgson uh, he's actually Reverend Charles Dodgson. Oh. And he was a deacon of the Anglican Church, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, in the church, Christ Church in Oxford. Um, and that's where he met Henry Liddell. And that was, he was the, the dean of that church at the time. And actually, he became really close friends with the dean. And the dean had multiple children and he would tell stories to them. And one of the stories that he would tell the three daughters, Alice, Lorena, and Edith, was the story of Alice. Ah. So he would just basically, it said that he took them on a boat ride. They were having a picnic. He took them on a boat ride um, one golden afternoon, which I think is a reference to the second book, um, and just basically told them a story about a bored little girl and just an adventure that she went on, yeah. um, which Alice was then like, oh my gosh, I'm in a book. That's amazing. Please write it down. Please write it down. And so he would then like write write it down, put it in letters um, and eventually went to get it published so he could give it to her as a Christmas present. And it was originally called Alice's Adventure Underground. Oh. And it was just that. Because I, I, I was doing some research and uh, I found another alternative title, which was Alice's Hour in Elfland, which is another kind of version that he went through before settling Bizarre. on. Bizarre. Yeah. I, that he, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. None of the characters were elves. Yeah. No. Yeah. But the thing is, actually, is a lot of the characters that we come to associate with the book wasn't even in that original version that he gave to Alice. Oh. So the characters like the Mad Hatter and the whole tea party scene, that wasn't in there. Now there was Cheshire Cat and I was the Duchess. Um, Are you me talking about like as in the stories that he used to tell no, her? No, in the, in the, ori in the, the story original first he edition. eventually published and gave right, to okay. her 
was called Alice's Adventure Underground and didn't have any of those characters. Right. Um, and the reason why those characters then came to be was, I think a publisher came across it and was like, this is great, you need to turn it into a book. And he was like, all right. Um, because that's how they spoke back then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Like, yeah, right, mate. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's only a short story. You're going to need to make more of a word count. We, He's like, it's fine. I'll fill it with poems did. and songs and nonsense. Well, we what he, yeah. Stuff. I mean, well, what, <laughs> yeah. what he did was it's, he then changed it to be this like fantastical land that has all these crazy creatures, which is why a lot of people assumed that, oh, it must be drug related. Mm. Because during the time when the book was published in 1865, um, opium and other types of drugs were just cocaine like, just yeah were just um, in major use at valium. the time but it's said that he was not he himself was not a drug user right so you can see his diaries are all published and they're on display at the museums and he mentions like drinking sherry and there is one opioid that he took every like once in a while mm -hmm. but he wasn't actually a drug user so nothing in his story is actually based on drugs mm. the theory came about is mainly because of the whole like 60s thing and everyone's like oh it has to be mushroom. yeah it's like oh a magic mushroom she eats a mushroom it must therefore be but it's like that mushroom is only magic in the context of, of, where the, story. She, of the story of where she is and like i mean she's been eating cakes and growing up and down there's nothing special no between the cake and, and the weed cakes, and the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got <the> <laughs> there's like there's there's nothing there's no difference between the mushroom and the cake and the drink and the like you know it's all just a plot part yeah. plot device. But actually, what made the book fantastical was maths, right? That's what brought about the the tea party. That's what brought about the Cheshire Cat. That's what brought about the Duchess. That's what brought about the caterpillar and shrinking and growing was mathematics. All oh, right. You're going to have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like X equals one. Caterpillar. Duchess plus caterpillar equals maths. Please, <laughs> please show you're working. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Well, actually, he himself was a mathematician. Um, okay. So you as know, many people in this era seem to be, they seem to always be like a scholar and a vicar or. Yeah. A but you you mentioned in the first in the first lawyer. chapter you're like how could he possibly know like the distance to the center of the earth mm. or why was he like why was he so specific with these numbers and stuff it was because he himself was, he a, was, a, stickler for he was a mathematician but more so than anything else is he was a traditional conservative mathematician and right around this time was when the extravagant world of imaginary numbers and square roots of minus numbers and all of that came in and it challenged maths and he was very much like no i don't agree with that right okay. purist yeah so he was like he His newfangled equations. he was like this isn't a thing that you can because he was a tutor um he was like this isn't a thing that you can teach undergrads this is this is all like abstract theoretical theoretical kind of, right. and mm. he very much valued um elucid elements which was just basically like geometry circles very heavy in the logical reasoning um and so all of this was just like what so alice then alice in wonderland or alice's adventure in wonderland became a satire book towards maths so the the reason you're saying maths made all these characters is that these are all meant to represent he's this newfangled, yeah, ridiculous maths that to show like. how ridiculous the maths right, is. Right, okay. Wow. So does each of the characters actually stand for something he derided or is it just generally they represent that group of people? It's a bit of both, really. So some of them it is 
generally. So like the fact that Alice is, when she meets the caterpillar, the fact that she grows big and small, but it's not as a unit. It's her neck growing super right, small yeah. or her Out entire body is going. It's like, it's because no, nothing is um constrained anymore nothing is is following nothing rules, follows yeah. rules yeah but, but then that's wonderland generally yeah and that's the thing it's like alice is so thrown off it she can't even remember her like 10 times table whatever no. it was because she's just like what on earth is this how do i make sense of this yeah nothing no makes rules. sense in wonderland yeah and then even the, when the, in the, the mock turtle and the griffin talking about the subjects at school um they talk about arithmetic but rather than addition subtraction multiplication division they they have different names yeah i can't remember what they all were it's like uglification derision so he's he's just taking the mick out of yeah yeah in for example the um the tea party scene so um during the time there was this mathematician italian irish mathematician uh called william hamilton and carol didn't like him very much because he came up with a new arithmetic called and i'm gonna say this wrong uh quaternions quaternions don't know. sure i'll buy that yeah <laughs> quaternions are numbers not to deal with counting things but to deal with understanding rotations he said that one of the four terms that's involved in these numbers had to be time so time was inexplicably and inescapably bound to all these new numbers but when you read the bit about the mad hatter um they very obviously mention time as a yeah. person and mm-hmm. he is absent yeah yes um yeah. so he said if you take the parameter out of these new numbers the numbers can just keep rotating around and around they won't go anywhere and it's just like the characters like changing places at the constantly table. Yeah, changing yeah, yeah, places in... because they're stuck yeah they've lost time the parameter time's been, of time. yeah they've they've taken away these parameters so these numbers could exist and it's just thrown everything for a loop. They're stuck at six o'clock forever. Yeah, they had yeah, yeah. a fight with time. And that's how it is. So it's literally very much just a... A theoretical heavy, Yeah. Very heavy mathematical book. Hmm. So you said there was one more theory, though, which is like an innocence well, theory thing. Well, there was... What, what's that about? So basically, there is the... Similar to the drugs one... Um, except this theory doesn't really have a conclusion because you can't talk to the dead. Yeah. Um, and it's a, about his relationship with children and innocence in general. Yeah, so I, having looked through some of the Reddit forums regarding Lewis Carroll, there seems to be a little bit of a... I mean, I didn't delve that deeply. I was just reading the comments and what people said, but I was getting a bit of a Michael Jackson vibe. I'm not saying anything was happening, no. but definitely identified or enjoyed that childlike innocence and, and being around that wide-eyed kind of Yeah, curiosity. exactly. There's this thing where it's like uh, everyone is very quick to jump on the like, he's a pedophile yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. you know that kind of thing and oh no he's you know he wrote this great book but it's actually got darker meanings and stuff mm. um and obviously like i said you can't talk to the dead and alice herself never came out and said anything mm. um so it is just all theory conjecture right yeah but the reason why they think that or the i guess the reason why he has an obsession with innocence if we take out the sort of pedophile side of things, um, is that he was the third in a family of, I think it was 11. Oh, wow. Um, the first male born. And he, so he grew up kind of just 
raising his siblings and telling them stories and loved telling stories and just had a genuine connection with younger kids and said that um, kids loved to be around him. He was just like really fun to be around. And so he would make stories and that's, and when he met with the Dean, he got on with the kids and he would like look after them, blah, 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 blah. Um, The kind of dodgy side of things is there is a point where he mysteriously, for unknown reasons, stopped being in contact with the dean and his with the dean and his family. Oh. And As in, like their their relationship ended abruptly, and they never spoke they, again. So no, it's so much for like a couple months. He almost was just like almost not allowed, or the the relationship was broken with him okay. and his but family. But they patched things up again. Yeah, and then they became friendly after a few months, but it never got to the same relationship. Right. Now, the, obviously, there are a lot of theories as like why that is. Was it that he propositioned marriage to Alice, who was probably at the time about? But he was already married. Ele- at that point, no, he was he? never married. Did he, he never was, marry? No, I, he I was thought, a bachelor. Oh, I read mixed bits about whether or not he was ordained in which case he had a celibacy as part of it um which unfortunately kind of makes the whole pedo thing a little bit worse that's like yeah throwing wood on the fire Mm. really but the other yeah so there is that break with the family that mysteriously that his diary has those pages missing so no one actually so no one actually knows why or what happened because those pages are missing no one in the family came out and said anything. Mm. Like Alice herself didn't say anything. Um, it was all sort of like... Yeah, hush, would hush. It, yeah, would it, could it be that he propositioned marriage, but Alice was a bit too young, even even in Victorian age, that was frowned upon. Was it something else? No one knows. Um, but the other, I guess, red flag was he was very into photography, which was very new at the time. Mm. Um, and he would photograph little children as well as adults um often in various states of undress right (laughs) (laughs) now Mm. to provide some context Um, you hear that what's funny is is that like at first i was like oh you know there's the comments i got a vibe of like a michael jackson vibe but i didn't see any evidence and then as you're kind of saying things it's becoming a little bit more creepy (laughs) but see he's got his own theme park (laughs) oh yeah but see here's the thing Again, obviously, in our time, you're taking pictures of children who aren't your children, um, regardless of various in states of undress. States of undress is seemed like a huge no-no. How the heck could you ever get away with yeah, that? Yeah. Clearly, the parents didn't know. Actually, the parents did know. They would commission him to take pictures, and actually, pictures of children, including naked children, was just purely the epitome of innocence. It was like, this right. is the purest form of innocence there could be right, a yeah. small child. I mean, you see it in, like, in the world. Like ancient Greek art. And in cla- in like classicism yeah. and paintings, yeah, there's always yeah. naked babies. So it was actually sort of of the time as well, including one of Alice herself, dressed yeah. almost as like a beggar girl, so in torn clothes and stuff. A lot of people thought, oh, maybe they didn't. he didn't have the parents permission that's why they broke off yeah. but the parents themselves had a, a color copy of that right so i think I, I mean you could also turn this on its head and say maybe actually it's a sad representation of the times now mm-hmm. where 
we automatically deem a body as sexualized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We immediately, as soon as we see skin, it oh, that's something to sec- that's something sexual, mm-hmm. rather than actually it being something innocent like a kid playing on the beach naked. Yeah. There's and that obviously about- that is not to say you know that's not conclusive proof as to no he's not nor is yeah. it conclusive proof as yes he is it is purely like this is just all we know mm. and a lot of people will take things out of context well and, and I think the drugs also, just like the pictures and yeah. be like this is what this story is about and it's like well actually i think it's also about what lens you're looking mm-hmm. at it through as well i mean yeah. don't get me wrong obviously with the whole jimmy savile thing and all the rest of it the difference there was people knew at the time what was going on. It mm-hmm. wasn't just the case looking back, you're like, that's a We've bit got dodgy. Everyone knew. Exactly. People knew exactly yeah. what was going on. Whereas with this instance, maybe because it is so far away, all we have is just conjecture and, and placing the actions of this person now in a modern context. Yes, you would probably say something weird was going on. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe you do need to look at it through the lens of a more innocent time where this kind of sexualization of things didn't happen until the 60s. Yeah. You know. And it is very much like he wrote the story and a lot of people think he genuinely didn't, apart from the math side of things, he didn't put as much thought into all the theories that everyone's giving it. He genuinely wanted it to be a piece of pleasure to read and enjoyment. And that was it. Yes, he could use it as a dig for for mass because like kids aren't really going to know about that. Um, But it was genuinely just to be enjoyed. The motivation wasn't to dig at society. The motivation was to entertain. Yeah, because it started off as him, like if Alice hadn't been like, please put you know write this down i love these stories that you're telling me this thing would would have just been a a day's story on a boat yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly you've got a few questions that you're going to ask yeah we we thought it'd be nice to finish off with uh (laughs) who remembers the most i do it put my hand up and think oh i'm gonna say this now I, i might end up losing but obviously, I have listened to these podcasts a lot more than everyone else yeah. around the table, so I might unfair have a slight advantage. unfair advantage. And but we'll fair, find out. Like I'm, you've reading, read it. No, but I read them. But I, I, I sometimes I'm, I'm so focused on reading it in the ridiculous voices that you give. Me. I'm not, <laughs> not paying any slightest attention to what I'm reading. You've also worked on productions of it before, so I feel like I'm okay, definitely at the biggest disadvantage. So if I don't lose. That's amazing. Just <laughs> right. <laughs> You're judging us if we Essentially, lose yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I found I was originally going to write the quiz and therefore that's a lot of work and this is the Lazy Book Club. Absolutely. So I found one. Yeah. yeah. Get, get into the vibe. Yeah. Get those spark notes Woo-hoo. out. It was a, it's a study help one from cliffnotes.com. Amazing. If anybody else, although um, we'll be giving you the answer, so you might not want to check it out yourself, but still. Yeah. So, so hang on. How are we going to buzz Should we make in? a noise? <laughs> Do we buzz in with our name or do we buzz in with a funny noise or do we... I think we should pick something from the book here. Okay, okay. Like a favourite thing. Okay. A one syllable... I think yeah, yours yeah. needs to be... I don't believe it. Well, the Sarah the Georgie Pigeon. I don't, I don't believe, it. believe it. I don't believe it. Mine's going to be... Off with her head. Yeah. Great. It's a Cheshire cat. Pig. Do you remember? That was her opening. Oh, okay. I can... And that is, yeah. The, the so so you're saying... Um, I don't I believe don't it. I don't believe it. I thought that mine's really long. I'm just, okay, say, just say, just it's say a pig. Cheshire cat. Or just yeah. say pig or something. Yeah, just say pig. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> and what was yours? Off with her head. 
Okay, cool. So <laughs> I'm gonna go back because all of these, out. all of these are multiple choice. So I can either give you the multiple choice or just hope that you just give me the right the, answer. Ask the, sure. ask the question, see if we know the answer, and then okay. if we don't, then yeah. give us the multiple choice. Okay, so question one: Alice is constantly perplexed and confused because of Wonderland's lack of what? Opidoed. Yes. Rules. Close. Big. Is it morals? No. no, no, it's not morals. It's the Duchess. Do I now get a freebie? Because you've yeah, yeah. Gone. we've had a guess. I don't closer. believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, time. No, the answer was logic. So you were very close. Oh, to rules. Like, do I get that? No, yeah. you don't get it. Oh, fine. <laughs> okay, so question two. You're uh, very competitive. You did warn us before. <laughs> you no, went. No, sorry, can you have a tiebreaker ready? Because I'm very, very competitive, and I don't want any draws. I want a winner. Grief. Well, question two. At the Mad Tea Party are the Mad Hatter, the March Hare, and... Oh, Big! Big! <laughs> Ooh, that was very, very close, but I think you got that. Yeah. The Dormouse. Yes. Darn it. <laughs> I knew that, but I couldn't get that quickly. <laughs> okay. It's always six o'clock at the Mad Tea Party because the Mad Hatter had a falling out with... Big! Big! <laughs> <laughs> Time! Yeah! I love how high the voice <laughs> gets. <laughs> Even Sarah Milliken doesn't go that high. Yes. <laughs> Question There's four. One, one. The blue caterpillar can best be described as. I don't believe it! Rude. Yes! Ah. <laughs> I was going to say high as a kite because he's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's Garden is tended by cards of what suit? Pig. Oh, but, uh, Pig. Spade. Yes. yes. I, I hate having given him such a short <laughs> thing now. Just say head. That's or off. wrong. Just shouting head. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think, I think Noah will be able to see when we've said it first. I mean, like if, if the phrase is yeah, dead, I think it's first. Yeah, as long as you start. Okay. I'm going to put my hand up as well. So okay. it's like. The white rabbit pelts Alice with small pebbles that turn into... Pig! Oh, it. Oh. Pig? Cakes! Yes! <laughs> I hope you're keeping scores. Is that scores, three? I'm not. I've three now. <laughs> okay. I really want to win. <laughs> and you do. Oh, you that's tell. a surprise. What animal does the Duchess's baby turn into? I don't believe it! <laughs> a pig. Yes! <laughs> pig! 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 <laughs> And what does the March Hare first offer Alice when she sits down at I don't the tea party? It. Yes. That's not Why? your thing. Why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> I think it was fine. You said it now. Do you get that? It's the wrong butter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the great answer was wine. Off in the red. Wine. Yes. <laughs> so when Alice leaves the mad tea party with the Hatter and the March Hare are attempting to do what? Yes. Stuff the dormouse in the teapot. Yes, except here it says drown the dormouse in the teapot. Drown him. It's even darker. (laughs) All the way back to like chapter three, when Alice, swimming in the pool of tears, fails to communicate with the mouse, what does she try speaking? Pig. Yes. French. French. Oui, mes chats. I don't speak French. (laughs) So, when the Cheshire cat tells Alice, you must be or you wouldn't have come here, he's accusing Alice of being... Yes. Mad. Mad. I was going to think... It's like someone someone poked the bum with a pin every time. (laughs) (laughs) Who says the following? 
if everybody minded their business, oh, the wait, world wait. would go around a lot deal faster yeah, than it was. Yes. Oh, I didn't. I see. I wouldn't have even. Oh, it was only because you shouted it and it made me jump. If everybody minded their own business. I don't oh, remember doing this. You said it really loud. <laughs> and we, were like, we all just burst out laughing because it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Who said the following? Why? You might as well say that I see what I eat is the same as I Pink. eat what I see. March hair. No. Ah! I need a buzzer. I don't believe it. it. Yes. Pigeon? No. Pop it red. No. The oh, it's the hatter. Damn it. Bad hatter. Uh, <laughs> no one gets that. I don't remember that. So <laughs> You need to listen to the podcast more. So who's currently winning? I've got five. I mean, he is. I've got, I'm on four. I've got okay. Two. Well, this is the last question. So if Great. you get this, it's a tiebreaker. Tie Whom does the white rabbit mistake Alice for? Oh, I don't believe it. Yes. <laughs> Marianne. Yes. Marianne. Marianne. <laughs> what are you doing? Is there a tiebreaker? Uh, yeah. Tiebreaker. How many words are there in the whole book? <laughs> Why, Marianne? I can't believe I actually got some. I was at, yeah, like, you can see what I was up against. I was, yeah. re- I was really thinking that one of the questions was going to be, who's that dunce of a friend that Alice keeps taking the mick out of? And I can't remember the answer. Mabel. Mabel. <laughs> it's a good job that that wasn't. That. Yeah. <laughs> Mabel wakes up. You're like, you were talking in your sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mabel's actually I playmate. We're not that friends anymore. so bored with playing with her. <laughs> this one is, which character seems to have a fondness for treacle? Oh, all right. Oh, that was so close. Go on. The Dormouse. Yes. It's going to mean more to him. <laughs> He's more competitive than me. Well done. Well done, Josh. Well done. You win Good a quiz. shrimp. No. <laughs> There's none in there. We've eaten them all. Uh, I think the, the, uh, the randoms aren't open yet. You oh, can yeah. have a random. I'll have a round trees random. Yeah, yeah which seems three. quite um, in At, tune yeah. with yeah, random, yeah. Alice's one, Ventures in Wonderland. Well, well done, Josh. Thank you. For winning well the done. conclusive episode of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Thank you very much, Noah, for coming in You're and very giving welcome. us thank a you. quiz and all of your knowledge. <laughs> we definitely would not have done that research ourselves. Uh, so I've learned a lot. Much. I feel like I'm enriched. Yeah, it was very eloquently presented as well. It shows you how thank much you. in the in, in the day-to-day episodes, how sort of like at the sort of base level we're operating. Like, <laughs> he had a funny voice. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's just us. Yeah. So that concludes our first book and we should probably announce what we're going to be doing next yes so to keep in line with the fairy tales and the disney theme we thought that we'd do a book which won't throw a curveball at all of our listeners straight away we will probably get on to more serious books later on but we want to keep it light and fluffy very open and fun to for suggestions now. yes it, if you do have any suggestions for any the bible books <laughs> <laughs> the bi- read the bible in a year yeah, oh, yeah well. exactly can we make god a geordie or a spouse <laughs> or something i don't know um so yes if you do have any suggestions for any classic books uh then please do write in tweet at us we'd definitely love to hear what you'd love to hear josh reading but we think for our next one We'd like to do Peter Pan. Which sounded like a question. It's not. It's actually <laughs> Peter Pan. No, no, we, we're, we're doing Peter Pan. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm guessing everybody here has seen the Disney films. I have seen the Disney Lots, films. Yeah. I know Peter Pan better than I do Alice, I think. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I feel, I, like, I feel like I do. 
Well, I'd be able to actually tell you the whole story. Alice in Wonderland, I kind of would have dropped mm. off halfway through. I yeah. knew about her falling down the hole. I knew about a white rabbit. knew about the Mad Hatter. After that, didn't have a clue. Yeah. I've also watched that in Spanish. <laughs> oh, exactly. oh yeah. there you go. You're, you're trying to get another epilogue. <laughs> yes, job. guys, I'll be here. <laughs> Tweet them if you want me at every epilogue. <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll keep it up with the with the classics that are fairy tales that most people have watched but never actually read. I've never read Peter Pan mm-hmm. all the way through. I had a little glance at the first chapter and it seems very very absurd, which is why we're Thumbs picking up. it. Yeah. Loads yeah. of wacky characters, obviously, that we can add in later on as well. So please do stay tuned for our next book, which will start next week. This is bye from everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.